0: well good morning everybody praise the Lord now I will not forget to receive the offering today I promise and we're going to do that at the end of the service (laughs) because I've got a little uh, little information I want to get to you but we are talking about hearing God and this is our last installment on this series we know this for sure that our good good Father is present. He has all power. He is omniscient. He's everywhere at once. He has all knowledge. And so no matter what is going on in our lives, we can have confidence that he knows the paths that we should take. You can and should fully expect to hear from him. For we are his sheep here. He is our shepherd, and we know the voice of the good shepherd, and a stranger we will not follow and so brothers and sisters there is an answer there is a path there is no need to panic what does god use to provide us with the information that we need number one he uses his word his word is light his word is a lamp into our feet his word is a more sure word of prophecy his word is safe So get in the Word and stay in the Word, and you will be guided, and you will be the safest of the safe on planet Earth today. Amen? We're not ashamed to be called Word people. We are not ashamed to be called Holy Ghost people. We are not ashamed to be called a Word of God and Spirit of God church. Amen? And so He also guides us by His Spirit. We hear from Him through the Holy Spirit. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. And so we must learn then not to be led externally, but to be led internally. If we are only led externally, we're easily misled. But I've discovered this when we are led by the Spirit of God. He will lead us right out of sickness into health. Right out of debt into freedom. Right out of lack into prosperity. Out of marriage hell into marriage bliss. Out of fruitlessness to fruitfulness. Amen. How many of you know that he's led you into a good place? Does not say for as many as are led by opportunities. For as many as are led by money. It does not say for as many as are led by their emotions. It says for as many as are led by the Spirit of God. We are not to be head led. We are to be spirit led. How many of you know you can never have enough knowledge up here in this life or in this world to make a perfect decision based on what you have up here? You know why that is? Because there's always a lot that you don't know. I mean, something could happen in the next hour that could change things drastically. But, oh, thank God there's someone on the inside of you that knows everything. He knows your future. And I've discovered this, that he enables us to get it right, not once, but again and again and again so then, instead of racking your brain trying to get answers stop trying to think things up and start praying things out we're not to be led by the calculator we're not to be led by stats and pros and cons and cons and criminals and all those things it's not, the answer not in your head you know, it's like going through a file cabinet. Anybody ever lost something that they had to find and, oh, I think it's in the file cabinet. You looked once, uh, you looked twice and you kept looking. You maybe you looked up to a hundred times. Couldn't find it. What might you surmise? The answer's not in there. And so the answers for life are not in here. The answers for life are in here. Amen. For the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord. And he searches all the inward parts of the belly. Your spirit, guided by the Holy Spirit, is a sure guide for your life. It is the lamp of the Lord. Somebody shout amen. amen. And so we talked about this a little bit last week in verse 16. It says, the spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. You see, when he bears witness with your spirit, it gives you a knowing on the inside of you. How do I know if it's God or not? Well, if you have something and the Spirit of God comes along and confirms what you have in your spirit, he's bearing witness with your spirit that it's the right thing to do. Amen. So, friends, look for what seems right. Look for And wait for the witness. The witness of the Spirit is the thing that you go with. Somebody says, well, I haven't got that witness yet. Practice patience. Wait on him long enough. Turn the phone off. Turn the iPad off. Turn the television off. Throw the phone away for a minute. And practice patience until you get the witness. Keep looking, keep waiting, check up on the inside and please don't embark on any journeys in life. If you don't have the witness of the spirit, because if you take off in your own strength, that is exactly what you will be relying on is your own strength. If you take off on your own, you've eliminated his strength, you've eliminated his health, you've eliminated his provision. And it's a dangerous place to be. Someone say it with me real strong. I'm spirit led, I'm spirit led. only spirit led, spirit. All, the all the time. I like to say it this way. Follow your seamer. Amen. Follow your How does it seem down here? Yeah. Follow that. Paul said it seemed good to the Holy Ghost, and it also seemed good to us. Don't let people pressure you into a decision. It may be even a relative, or it may be on the job. Don't allow people to take control of your life to the degree that they're trying to pressure you into things that your seamer doesn't agree with. Look at your neighbor and say, follow your seamer, will you? So learn to be sensitive to his guidance. Now let's look at Psalm 17 and verse 6. Psalm 17 and verse 6 says this I will bless the Lord who hath given me counsel. My reins will instruct me in the night season. My rains, not R-A-I-N, but reins, not R A I N, but R E I N S. My reins. One translation says, my heart. Another translation says, my innermost self will instruct me. In Psalm 26 and verse 2, it says this, examine me, Lord, and prove me, try my reins and my heart. Now, we know that a rein is a steering mechanism for a horse. A horse that is rein trained doesn't need a bit A horse that is rain-trained doesn't need to be forced. How many of you know that you and I are not mules? We're not to be stubborn. We're not to be mule-headed. We shouldn't have to be forced to do anything. The Holy Spirit is a gentleman. He never forces you to do anything. Now look at this next verse over in Psalm 32 and verse 9. You all listen so good. Participate with me and read it together. Ready? Read. Another translation says they won't come unless you make them. And people have prided themselves with statements like this. Well, I'll tell you, Pastor Mark, I'll tell you what. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to move until or unless I see a burning bush. Mule. Mule. What's wrong with that statement? There's a lot of things wrong with that statement. Number one, it expresses defiance. Number two, it expresses a person who's walking by sight. Well, I won't unless I see. God is not the God of I won't unless I see. God is a God who gives you the step, then you'll see. Come on. We walk by You can do better than that. We walk by faith, not by sight. What does walking by faith mean? Walking by faith means we walk by what we've heard Him say. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the words of God. Whether it be in the written word, or whether it be by the Spirit of the living God. So when we're walking by faith, we're walking by what he has said. Now when you're walking by what he has said and you're taking that step of faith, you're on sure ground. Or you're on safe ground. He's not going to lead you to take a step that will be detrimental to you. It may look all around you that things are haywire and things are south and things are bad. But if you continue to walk, come glory to God, if you continue to walk by faith and not by sight, sooner or later, what you see out here is going to change and he'll lead you into peaceful paths. Oh, hallelujah. And so we should not require bits, but rain train, just like that power steering, if you will, on a horse. They put that little leather strap over it and just lay it on the horse's neck and just a slight movement. and the horse responds. And that's you. And that's me. Just a slight impression. What should our response be? Oh, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Mark, cut this off. Yes, Lord. Bob, give the church $100,000. Yes, Lord. Respond quickly. Respond quietly. Learn to follow the steps of the Lord. Now here's the problem. You know what Jesus said to, his, to the people that when they were, ran out of wine? He said, whatever she says to you, what? Yeah. Uh-huh. Had they not done it, they would have had no wine. Had they passively stood by and waited for something to happen, they would have stayed dry. And this is the problem with a lot of Christians. They procrastinate. They are passive. You know that you know the Lord has spoken to you. You know that you know he's told you what to do. But because of procrastination, the flesh would say tomorrow. I say to you by the word of the Lord, tomorrow may never come. And so, don't you put off to tomorrow what the Spirit of God is leading you to do today. For if you put off till tomorrow what the Spirit of God is leading you to do today, it will put off further steps and further blessings and further graces that God has got for you. But if you will take the steps that are ordained by the Lord, you'll take one step and the next step and the next step and the next step, and He will lead you into a wealthy, He will lead you into a healthy, He will will lead you into a broad moist place now here's the problem if you never take the step you'll never know if Brenda and I hadn't taken the step to come to California in 1982 we would have never met lovely people like you aren't you glad that you can obey you know the Bible says if you be willing and obedient what are you going to eat You're not just going to eat red beans and rice. Now, red beans and rice are good. But he says, you're going to eat. Come on, somebody. You're going to eat the good of the land. Now, I don't know whether you got what was just taught and what was just said. But don't you passively stand by. And wait for someone else to do what God's called you to do. You are a unique masterpiece with a unique position in the body of Christ. And he's called you and I for such a time as this to be alive. What do you say? It's all hands on deck, obediently following the promptings and the leadings of the Lord. Somebody shout amen. Now one earmark of being led by the Holy Spirit is peace. In Colossians chapter 3, verse 14 and 15, it says, Above all these things, put on love and enfold yourself with the bond of perfectness, which binds everything together completely in ideal harmony and let the peace of god from christ rule act as an umpire continually in your hearts deciding and settling with finality all questions that arise in your minds and be thankful appreciative giving praise to god how often and so we are instructive extensively through the word of god to follow peace what this scripture is saying is let that peace decide with all finality, all questions that come to your mind. When issues and questions come to your soul, when things come up that you're not settled on, what do you let settle them? It is the peace of God. Say it with me. I let peace settle it. Should I do this? Should I not do that? Should I marry that person or should I not marry that person? Should I go to this church or should I go to another church? Should I take this job or look for another job? Should I live in the Bay Area or should I live in Arizona? Should we have one child or three children? All of these questions in life. Should I invest here or should I not invest here? All of these questions come to us. And the thing that you let settle it is the peace of God. We should pay attention to what we have on the inside of you. Peace, listen, is God's signature. Let peace be your umpire. Let it decide what is safe and what is out. I love what Paul said to the church at Philippi. He said, and let the peace of God rule in your heart. Let the peace of God rule in your heart. In Philippians 4, 7, he says, And the peace of God which passeth all understanding. How many of have ever stepped out by what seemed right in your spirit, and you had peace in your spirit, and you had a witness in your spirit, but in the natural realm, I mean, your mind was just like this? Everyone has been there. But he says, here's what will happen. When you follow after peace, the peace of God, here's what it'll do. It'll keep your hearts, and it'll keep your minds... In Christ Jesus. Oh, that's awesome. In other words, it will keep you stable when things seem unstable. It'll keep you fixed and settled when things around you don't look that way. Say it with me. I'm letting the peace of God. I'm letting rule in my heart. Now, here's another important point. The wisdom of God and the direction of God is in the peace of God. Now notice with me in Isaiah 55 and verse 12. I remember in 1982 when Brenda and I had the witness to come to California. We didn't know many people out here, but we had peace. We had the witness. The Spirit of God led us to come here. And it seemed as if when we drove down 35W to leave the Twin City area, it seemed like us that the joy of the Lord just bubbled up on the inside. Remember that, honey? We were in that little whatever car we had. That little Chevrolet Citation. We were packed to the max. James was a baby. He was one month old. John was just a two and a half years old. Funny little story about it. We got to uh, Nebraska to get gasoline. And Nebraska is a real flat town. We all had to go to the bathroom. And I, for some reason, went to the bathroom and left James in the car alone. Unlocked. And when we came back... Our tape recorder was gone. They left the baby. They took the recorder. Thanks be to God. Now listen. You may have done some dumb things just like I've done some dumb things. But we serve a good God. We serve a faithful God. He's able to turn our mistakes into a message. He's able to turn your test into a testimony. Somebody shout. Hallelujah. I don't have a long word today, but I've got a good word for you. And if you will take heed unto the light that's coming forth today, it can change your life. And not only that, but it can save your life. It seemed like the joy of the Lord just rose up on the inside of us. In Isaiah 55, 12, it says this. You will go out with joy and you will be led forth with peace. Even the mountains and the hills shall break forth before you into what? And all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. It seems like the tires in front of us and all around us turned into trees. And they were clapping. And they were clapping. And they were clapping. And they were saying, yay, you're heading for your wealthy place. You're heading for your God-ordained place. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And you see, God's no respect to a person. He's got some trees waiting to clap for you. He's got some joy waiting to manifest for you. Oh, Rabba he's got he's got, oh, he's got some big peace for you. He's got some peace that is going to overwhelm your soul. He's got some peace that's going to saturate your very being. So be led always and only by the Spirit of God. Save me, the wisdom of God and the peace of God, they're connected. Now, look at James 3, verse 17. James 3, 17 says, But the wisdom that is from above... Here's some characteristics of wisdom and peace. It's pure, peaceable, gentle, easy to be entreated, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality, and without hypocrisy. Now, it's very true. As Solomon said, All of wisdom's ways are pleasant... And all of wisdom's paths are peace. And if you're looking for the scripture, that's in Proverbs 3.17. Where it says, her ways are ways of pleasantness and all her paths are peace. Oh, that's good. How can you know the will of God? You'll have the peace of God. Don't move it until you get it. Listen, the way of the Holy Spirit is always peace. But the way of the flesh is frustration. Now, you don't need to raise your hands on this because I've already got two raised up in my heart. So I'm going to ask you a couple of questions. Has anybody in this auditorium today ever missed it? Okay, we settled that. We don't want to live there. We learn from it. We get up and roll again. Amen. Amen. The next question is, did it frustrate you? I mean, when you knew that you messed up and you knew that you missed it. Be honest. Were you full of peace? No. Why? Because something on the inside of you knew that you knew that this just isn't right. I've had questions over the years as a pastor. Well, Pastor Mark, is it okay to do this? Is it okay to do that? Well, what about this? Is it okay if I did this? Is it okay if I did that? The mere question that you are asking me tells me that on the inside of you, there's a reservation. And I tell you, here's a bit of godly counsel. I would go by the reservation rather than going by allowing yourself to do what is causing you to be reserved on the inside. Now, we're not going to get into specifics. Everyone's got those areas of their lives. But you need to follow the peace of God. You know, if you're doing something that's hurting you in the natural realm, i got a word for you. Stop it. You may go to the doctor, have some joint pain, have some back pain, have something going on in your life, some sort of chronic injury. The doctor will tell you, if it hurts, don't do it. But you know, we as adults, I mean, we think we know better. I mean, we're just going to push through the pain. Hey, you are not Michael Jordan. You're not Kobe Bryant. Never have been, never will be. You're not Joe Montana. See, sometimes in sports they have to push through the pain. But if there's a pain point in your life, Something, my friends, has got to be adjusted. There may be something that needs to stop. There needs, may be something that you need to stop. Listen, if you're frustrated, you're not in faith. And if you're not in faith, you're not in rest. And if you're not in rest, you're not in peace. And if you're not in peace, it's time to take a serious look at what's going on. The word of the Lord for you today is this. You're not supposed to go through life all wired up and frustrated. So please, don't vex your soul by overriding your heart. Now the last installment of this series, I'm going to give you some pearls of wisdom. I'm going to come down here and just talk to you out of my heart. Because this is so important. I've given you enough these last two and a half, three weeks for you to hear from heaven. Amen. But there's one last one that is extremely important and it's another way that we can hear from our good, good Father. Hallelujah. And I'm going to tell you what it is. You ready? Yeah. You can hear from Him through His people. Yeah. Amen. What are you saying, Pastor Mark? I am saying to you this morning and encouraging you to seek good and godly counsel. I seek counsel all the time. I give certain people, certain elders, to s- permission to speak into my life. I will go to them and I will bounce things off of them that perhaps I already have in my heart. But I am not going to minimize the fact that I'm human and I can make an error. And so I'm going to cover myself with godly counsel from people that have my permission to speak into their life. And that is so important that you have someone that you give permission. Don't try to take permission that's not granted to you. Amen. In these areas, we must also be led by the Spirit of God. But my Bible says, and so does yours, where there is no counsel, the people will fall. But in the multitude of, many, of multitude of counselors, what is there? Now, the word counsel in the Hebrew means good advice and to direct the behavior of. In Proverbs 15, and you'll need to get the tape or the, the CD to listen to this. It says, without counsel, plans go south. Without counsel, plans go awry, or they are disappointed. But in the multitude of many counselors, there is safety. That word awry or disappointed simply means they break up, they come to nothing, and they will fail. Seek the counsel of godly men and godly women. Proverbs 2018 says plans are established by wise counsel by what oh glory by wise counsel you'll be able to wage war and I'm telling you what you can step out in the plan and in the perfect will of God and there is going to be a fight did you hear me there's gonna be a fight so you might as well be ready for the fight To have the leadership of the Holy Spirit and wise counsel in your heart, so that when you face the battle, Achimut Hasebataya, when Goliath comes your way, you'll take your slingshot and you'll decree a thing, and you will have what you say. That big boy is going down. But don't try to take a big boy down on your own. We can only take a big boy down under the guidance and leadership and in the perfect will of God. (laughs) So listen to this. Are you still here? God can. And he will use people, listen, with natural knowledge and experience to help guide you. And your father wants you to seek godly counsel. Now listen, what is godly counsel? Godly counsel is people that are connected to his word and to his spirit. But not only that, he wants you to be a person that can give godly counsel as a person gives you permission to give that to them. Now here's a warning. Monitor very carefully who is influencing your life. I have a relative that had been free from alcohol for many, 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 many years. And a counselor told her, Oh, it's okay for you to have a beer occasionally. Well, it started out with one beer. And then it was two beers. And then the next thing you know, she was drunk. That's not godly counsel. We're not to walk in the counsel of the ungodly. But we are to walk in the counsel of those who walk in the light... And who walk in the ways of the Spirit. Are you listening to me? You know, this old adage, this old saying, if it feels good, do it, is directly from the Spirit of this world. Because there's a lot of things that feel really good that will damn your soul to hell. I'm just being honest about it. There's a lot of things in this world that feel good that aren't good. That's right. And you don't want to go get counsel from a person that has propped themselves up to be something that they're not. Amen. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, I'll tell you right, right now, I could, put, I could bring a big can in here today and say, pure macadamia nuts, milk chocolate covered from the island of Maui. And your mouth would start watering would it not come get some you come in and the can's empty you can place any label on a can you may want to but if there's nothing on the inside of it just forget it oh i know i'm preaching really good right now And you've got to watch out for these guys that will tell you, well, they're going to stop doing this and stop doing that if you'll only marry me. It's a lie straight from the pit of hell. Make sure that they stop it now and have a track record now before you say, I do. And don't you dare let them try out the merchandise. That is a spirit of the world. (laughs) So, so monitor. Who's influencing your life? What kind of music are you listening to? Well, maybe I like them blues. Now, the blues are all right. They feel good to your flesh. But what kind of words are coming through those blues? My love has gone away. They stole my dog and my pickup, too. And I'm so very blue. I could hardly get out of bed. That's not the language of the redeemed. That's not the language of the revived. That's the language of the defeated. Faith is the victory, folks, that overcomes the world. Yeah, but it just feels good. You know, Led Zeppelin did a song called Stairway to Heaven, and I like that guitar riff in there. But, you know, that Stairway to Heaven is probably a stairway to hell rather than heaven. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Well, Pastor Mark, are you telling me to do this and do that? No, I'm telling you, be only ruled by the Spirit of God and put your flesh under. Listen very carefully. We are not to be misled by bad company. It will corrupt good manners. Here's the challenge for all of us. Never isolate yourself. Don't be the lone ranger of Christianity. The lone ranger of Christianity never works. The Bible says that a man who isolates himself seeks his own desire. He rages against all of wise judgment. There's three settings that I want to give you for your life that will help you. Number one, be all alone with God from time to time. Number two, be together with God's people. Get out of rows and get into circles. Get with other people who share your values. Who share your interests. And who share your direction. And then lastly... We should all be together like we are right now. We are to gather on the Lord's day with other believers. Somebody say amen. Amen. Here's what godly counsel will do for you. It will clarify what you have in your own spirit. Godly counsel specifies and gives direction for your life. And not only that, but godly counsel will in fact protect you. Can you handle just a little bit more before we receive the offering? Listen to this. We must have wisdom concerning godly counsel. Just stand by just for a minute. Somebody shout amen. Amen. Somebody shout glory. Glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Make sure the people giving you counsel are connected to the light and to the word of God. Make sure that they have a good track record. Make sure they have wisdom, experience, and history. Make sure they care about you. Make sure they have qualifications of fruit. You know, if they're not happy and stable and fruitful, I'm not going to them. I mean, if they're talking about the pastor and talking about the church and talking about how ugly it is on Monday morning, hey, just stay to yourself, Ranger. I'm going with God. And then make sure they tell you the truth, but tell you the truth in the right way. Make sure that there is power when they pray. You know, this life that we live is not just simply about us, but it's about helping other people. And so this concludes our series and Hearing from God. Did you get anything out of it?